All right, so we've been in this series called Follower for a few weeks now, and we've been going through the stories of an everyday middle schooler just like you, and we have another one for our installments. And this week, we're going to be going through the story of Travis, which is spelled C-H-R-A-V-I-S, Travis. That's a literary joke. Uh, You know millennial parents, they spell things weird. But now, Travis is a lot like you, except he isn't real. Uh, But nonetheless, Travis and you, super similar. All right, Travis is in eighth grade and he plays baseball and he's really into dirt bikes and and playing Call of Duty with his buddies and he comes to 4640 every week just like you guys. Now, his family is really awesome, right? His mom and dad are still together and they actually like each other and and they're super supportive of what Travis wants to do and they take him all over the place for baseball, they take him dirt biking, they do all kinds of stuff with him. And I mean, he dresses well, right? That fit is is on point. He always has the newest vans, he's always got the newest pit vipers, he's always got the newest Nike hoodie, whatever it is, and he even has the AirPod Pros, right? Travis is pretty cool. And he's generally successful, which, which gives people the idea that he's a good kid, which he is. He is a good kid deep down, but he knows that he can get away with a lot because people think he's a good kid. So he definitely pushes the envelope. So we find Travis out front of 4640, out on the lawn, right? Just like every Wednesday night. He's out there with his friends waiting to get in. Now, Travis's mom bought him Taco Bell for dinner, and he went with the Crunchwrap Supreme and a Baja Blast and, of course, the cinnamon twist to end it off, right? You can't not have the cinnamon twist. And he's sitting at one of the tables out front eating his dinner when all of a sudden they kick open the doors and everybody starts flooding into the student center. And Travis, not wanting to be stuck in line forever, gathers up his trash, puts all it all in that Taco Bell bag, and he looks around, make sure nobody's watching him, and he just yeets it into the flagpole flower garden, right? He just throws it away right in there, litters, heading inside without any care at all. Now, first things first, Travis has to get his name tag which he immediately hides underneath his hoodie because blue team, uh, so blue team can't know his name. And after all, name tags are lame, right? Uh, Why would anybody need to know Travis's name? It's not like blue team and 4640 staff try really hard to learn everybody's names by looking at your name tag so we get to know you and make you feel known and loved like you're a part of our family or anything like that. And once Travis gets inside, he heads over to the sports court to play dodgeball. Now, we all know the rules, right? There's no food or drink allowed in the sports court. And it makes sense because somebody could knock over the drink and then somebody could slip in the spill and get hurt, that kind of thing. So Travis has to get rid of his drink cup, right? His Taco Bell cup. And he looks around and he sees a trash can and he's like, this is it. This is my time. This is my time. I'm Stephen Curry and I'm going to make this three. So he shoots. The cup scores. The Chicago Bulls theme is playing in his head and it hits the floor and ice goes everywhere. Now, Travis sees the mess, and he looks around and sees that no one saw. So what does Travis do? He walks right on into the sport court and goes to play dodgeball. Ah, Travis. Speaking of sodas, though, this is an entire cooler filled with sodas. We got... What kind? Vanilla Coke. We got like six kinds of Mountain Dew in here. I don't know, this is a ginger snap. All Wait, kinds what? of, all, I don't know. You want to try it, Sean? Yeah, I do. Okay. I would love to try the ginger snap. Don't miss. Oh, oh, he's a musician. I'm a musician. I play okay, guitar. Yeah. This is going to explode. Don't open it. But I want to. Okay, let's fix it. Okay, so anyways, here's the plan with this cooler full of sodas. If um, there's competition occurring starting right now, and here's the deal. You are one team, this side bank of bleachers. You are team one. You, right down the middle, so pick a side, okay? Right down the middle here. Go scoot one side or the other. Pick what side, like claim your team, whatever way. Okay, Marcus, what side are you on? This side? 
Okay, all right. You are team two, and you are team three. Now, how this is going to work is, well, is it disgusting? I have an update on the flavor. It's not good. <laughs> oh, it smells. It smells a little bit like how my feet smell at the end of a long day. It's sketchy. You should try, you should definitely try it though, because it's one of those experiences. All right. Anyways, it's team one versus team two versus team three. And Madeline will be the ref here, and whatever zone she feels is best exhibiting 4640 focusing up skills, she's gonna roll that cooler right in front of you. And at the end of the night, at the end of the sermon, when we say amen, Whoever the cooler is in front of, that zone all gets a soda, okay? So that's how it's going to work. So while we're talking, you want to be focused up, you want to be listening, you want to be seeing what's going on. All right, so back to Travis with the CH. Travis has now launched his Stephen Curry shot. His soda is all over the floor, but he's having a great time playing dodgeball. And this kind of begs the question, in my opinion, have you ever thought, who cleans 4640? Has that ever occurred to you? Like after we all go home, who makes sure the soda cups in the bleachers end up in the trash? Or the spot where Travis's soda fell that gets mopped up? Or whatever else popcorn that got thrown? Who, who actually, because 4640 is not like a movie theater. When you go in the movie theater, right, you, you, you pay all that money to get your concessions. You got your bucket of popcorn, you got your gallon of soda, you've got your $10 mini M&M, and you're sitting in your seat and you eat, and at the end, a lot of times people just kind of stack their stuff and leave it under their seat because there is a teenager that's their first job and they come in with the flashlight, they look around, they find all the stuff, they sweep it up, and that's their job. They get paid to do that. That person we don't have that here because this isn't a movie theater. This is actually a completely different place. So unlike a movie theater where someone gets paid to clean up after you, think of 4640 more like a sleepover with your best friends. So say you invite four of your buddies over and you guys have stayed up all night. Your mom ordered pizza. There's pizza boxes. There's half drinks, soda, Mountain Dew ginger snap snapped. left over. There's all these half-drank sodas. There's paper plates. There's Skittles wrappers. And in the morning, everybody's mom comes and picks them up, right? But it's at your house. So they all go home. They're asleep in their comfy beds. And what is the first thing out of your mother's mouth? Go clean up that mess, right? So then you're stuck cleaning up after the fun. Every week here at 4640, there's someone stuck cleaning up after our fun. Because we're not a movie theater. We don't have a person that that's their job. It's all of our job because it's our place together. As a, as a group, we're a family. It's not a rec center that's staffed by somebody's mom to come clean up. It's actually a church. A really cool church, by the way, but it is still a church. It's a place that belongs to God, a place we come and meet with God. And there's been some awesome experiences in this very church. Like I got married right there about, and I've done funerals in this room of teenagers, and I've hugged teenagers and, and prayed with them while there was a casket or an urn in this place where we were burying a young person who had died. Like, there's been moments in this place where you guys have come and, and sought out Blue Team and, and we've hugged you and prayed for you because your parents were going through a messy divorce or your grandma was really sick and there were moments of like, 
worship where you felt the presence of God. And the reason that is, is because 4640 isn't a rec center, it's a church. It's where we come to meet with God. And because of that, this room is sacred. So this place is God's house, and every Wednesday night, he invites all of us into his house to come and hang out with him. He's gone through some good lengths to make sure we have a cool place to hang out with them, like all this stuff. Most churches don't have that. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know of any other church in the country that has a spider jump and a foam pit and a sports court and ledge, all this crazy stuff that we have here. So we're blessed to have like a cool house for us to meet with God in, but it's still ultimately what it is. So he asks that when we come to his house that we show respect and honor. And if that means we spill a soda, that happens by accident all the time. That's all right. Just wipe it up. Pick it up. Ask blue team, hey, where do I get the mop or the broom or, you know, it was an accident? Or maybe you did just try to swish it to show off to your friends. Guess what? I don't care. But clean it up. Go get a towel and, like, take care of business because this is the house where we meet with God. And so... That matters. And, and it is a place where we're legitimately trying to get to know each other. So that's what the deal is with the name tags. These help in emergencies. They help know if you have the liability form to go on the cool stuff. And they help us become a little bit more than family. When you go to the pool, you don't care who else is in the pool swimming. But when you come here, I hope you do begin to care who's around you worshiping, who are your brothers and sisters, and this house is their dad's house too. Like that should matter, and that's part of why we, name, we have the name takes, because we want to be a 4640 family. The countdown is over, and Travis is in the bleachers with his boys, Derek, Xander, and Brayden. They tried to sit in the back top corner, uh, you know, right over there, but someone in a blue shirt asked them to move, and, and they definitely, or they did move, but they, they definitely gave blue team some attitude, like, ugh, why do we have to move? We're not even doing anything. Uh, this is so dumb. Uh, they just, like, copping an attitude, right? But they eventually moved. Now, now these guys are known around their school, right? They're the popular kids. They're, they're popular. They play baseball. They're, they're, they're cool guys. And they're known around their school for making some trouble, but, but they are but they're popular, right? So they get away with a lot. And after all, you know, being charming with the teachers can go a long way, right? Now, this really funny, cool, handsome guy comes out and he's wearing like a buffalo hat and a, a leather jacket. He starts talking in a Russian Wait, accent. The guy, and the, a, the guy with the beard and the glasses. Yeah, can I? Yeah, he looks a lot like me. I just got, I got confused because you said handsome. Yeah, no, no, no. I could see why that would be confusing because I go from debonair to handsome quite, quite, Quite often, yeah. Anyway, I'm telling the story. This uh, handsome guy with a sword start, comes out and starts talking a Russian accent. He starts telling jokes that he worked really hard on. And, and it's weird, though, right? We can all agree it's kind of weird. So Travis and the boys, they just start talking to each other and start, instead of listening to the announcements. And as they're talking, they start to get louder. And they start to get louder. And at this point, they're basically yelling, hey, boys, focus up, says a blue team member, which is obviously the most offensive thing anyone has said to anybody ever, according to look on Travis's face. So Travis and the boys quiet down. But as soon as that blue team person turns around, they start making fun of them behind their back. Suddenly, someone drops a phone. It echoes through eternity, causing earthquakes in Japan. It was Travis. 
Then the boys all laugh at him. But suddenly, Brayden decides he needs to go to the bathroom. So naturally, all of his crew, everybody needs to go to the bathroom at the same time, stomping down the bleachers as if it's crawling with one million spiders. Why? I couldn't tell you. I never go to the bathroom with my friends on purpose. Seems like a place for solitude and silence to me. But nonetheless, all four of them get up and go together. Okay, there's so many things here. Oh, do you feel like you, you should feel like do you, it? Okay. okay, where? Hmm. Oh. Oh, what's happening? Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, faked out. That was cold. Zone two. Oh. That was cold. No one gets your puns here. Because it's a cooler. Yes, I know. All right. Every family on the planet has rules, and every house has rules. And the truth is, they're kind of lame to talk about. No one likes talking about, but just imagine in your family, if you were at your house, and suddenly there were absolutely no rules about food or dishes, okay? And you could just eat whatever you wanted, wherever you wanted, whenever you wanted, on whatever plate you found, and you were allowed with no response from your mom or dad to just leave it wherever you felt like. And so were all your siblings, okay? So pretty soon, your room has like 17 forks and plates and half-finished cups of milk. And now it goes on for a week and now a month. And there are no clean dishes in your entire house. You can't even sit on the couch to play Xbox because guess what? It's filled with all your brother's wrappers and melted chocolate and the dogs have eaten things, there's mold, it's disgusting. And now your house is kind of ruined because there was no basic humanity about the rules with food and dishes. And so we don't like to talk about it and we don't like to get yelled at about it, but ultimately we all secretly are kind of glad there is someone doing the dishes and there's someone saying, put that up and rinse that and put it in the sink because otherwise there's no plate next time you want a piece of pie. You're just eating like an animal out of the, it gets weird, okay? So every group of people has to have rules to function. And here at 4640 in God's house, we have five basic rules. And I'm not gonna bore you with them because guess what? We literally play them on a video every week, more than one time. But 4640 stops being fun if there aren't rules. There has to be some basic rules to keep this place moving along so we can come here, have fun, and meet with God, and it doesn't become a gross, stressful place like the couch after your brothers make a nasty mess of it. So in Travis's adventure that we just talked about, there's a few rules that he just didn't care to follow, like focus up. Focus up is our nice way of saying, trying to teach you something important about God. But that's obnoxious to say every single time, shh, please stop, we're trying to teach. So we say focus up. We're like, lift your focus from your friend, your phone, person next to you. Lift your focus up to whoever's preaching or teaching, singing or leading, trying to tell you something important about God. So Travis, he just went chill on his side conversation and it started ruining the experience for everyone. Here's the other deal. I understand that sometimes you just gotta pee, okay? Sometimes it just has to happen. But let's be real, most of y'all are going pee as a break. You, you just don't really want to sing the song, so you go to the bathroom. Come on, stop, okay? If you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom by yourself. If you don't have to go, you know, hold it and wait until 10 minutes and then go. But if you do go, go quiet 
unlike Travis. And then the last thing is like every service in the history of ever, how many cell phones do you think get dropped on the bleachers? We are at, we're at one? That's actually really pretty good. Okay, so, so far there's been one. It's loud, it echoes, it causes earthquakes in Japan apparently, and it does, there's two, okay, right? Three, it's not a dare, it's really not a dare. Oh, we're going over here, because they're not, right? Oh, bring it back to me, I'll drink it. Okay, right, it, it happens, but guess what? It's okay if you just begin the night in your bleacher spot by just setting your cell phone on the floor. That's fine. Or you can zip it in your pocket or put it in your pocket and leave it there the entire night. Like you actually don't need to have it accessible because we're not using them during 4640 that often. So, you know, just a little food for thought. You might win a soda over it tonight. I'm not sure. Now, we find ourselves in worship. Travis steps away from his buddies because he knows that if he gets talked to again by blue team, he has to move away from them for the night and he can't go like 20 minutes without being away from his friends. But more accurately, what's really going on. Oh, my soda's delicious. What one did you get? Coke vanilla. Yeah, that's boring. You didn't try a new one. Yours was gross. What is that one? Oh, I want to try that try one too. It. You try it. Okay, I'm going to keep telling the story, and then I'm going to try it. Anyway, what's really happening is Travis's crush is here tonight, too. Ooh. Exactly. Scandalous. So he takes this opportunity to go stand near Kaylin. You all remember Kaylin from last week, right? Kaylin spelled K-E-I-G-H-L-Y-N-N. The lights are low. The fast song is over. The slow one starts, right? Travis takes his opportunity to scooch on over close to Kaylin, and he thinks to himself, now's my chance to make a move, and he grabs her hand. Uh. What happens next is so crazy, so outrageous, that we literally discussing this story could not believe that this has actually happened, but it has. Travis and Kaylin start to slow dance to a song about Jesus. And, okay, but hold on, listen. You know, someday at their wedding, this would be really sweet and appropriate. But in a middle school service at 4640, it's, it, it's weird. It's awkward. Stop it. It's weird. But blue team is on it so fast because, you know, it's one of our rules. Hands up, right? Hands up. Travis and Kaylin are separated, and they go back to worship. Now, the band's playing really good, right? And, and so good that, that they start to, like, hear and, and feel God moving in this worship time. And, and even Travis puts his hands up and worships for a bit, but he looks over, and, and he sees Kaylin crying. Now, Travis being a guy and not knowing how to handle female emotions in any way. That sounds very accurate. Very accurate. Completely panics. And, and so he just, like... He points to all the girls, he points it out to all the girls in the immediate area that he knows. He's like, Braylon, cry, cry. And then he immediately goes to the nearest woman in a blue shirt and, and provides no context or information, just goes, Kaylin crying. And, and so by the time the blue person gets to Kaylin, it looks like a zombie movie. She's in the middle of a horde of girls hugging and comforting Kaylin, and they're everywhere. Kaylin makes eye contact with the blue-shirted person. Help me. <laughs> What's wrong, she asked Kaylin. Nothing. I was crying because I felt God moving and speaking to me. And then it got really weird because everybody started hugging me, and it kind of ruined the moment for me. All right, yes. So worship is 
God's time. It literally has nothing to do with any other human being in the room. You can and should completely ignore your friends during this time. It's perfectly appropriate. If someone is bothering you, you could literally move away from them and it will be okay. It literally belongs to God. Now, every once in a while, not real often, but every once in a while, there'll be a majority of students, majority of you are worshiping, you have your eyes closed, your hands lifted, you're focusing on God, and someone will look around, see that, and make fun of it. And we just want to call that out. If we ever see that, we will have, we will take you out of the room, we will bring you out and sit you on the couch, we will call your mother, and she will have to come get you. Because it's so rude and disrespectful in God's house to make fun of someone that's trying to show love to God. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, it says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. That means he can't be made fun of. And when one of his kids is like raising their hands and singing their heart out, even if they sing really bad like me, that's really special to God. And when someone makes fun of that, it's making fun of God. And that really ticks him off. So do not do that. And maybe you didn't know that and you did it in the past and you were unaware. Now you know that's not cool. God knows if you're making fun of someone and so do we. Like we, we can tell. No one is that good of an actor. Just focus on God or if you don't want to do any of that, just stand there quietly until the music's done so the rest of us can focus on God. Back For sure over there, yeah. The tr the thrashed apple, really good. If you win, recommend it. Tastes like an apple Jolly Rancher, which Honestly. is the best Jolly Rancher. The green apple is the best Jolly Rancher. That's you cannot argue that. No, it's science. Anyways, cinnamon, cinnamon is the best Jolly Rancher. Uh, we what? We are off topic. So I gotta get back to Travis's. Chronicles. Yeah, I want to hear what happens to Travis. Back in the bleachers, Travis, Brayden, Derek, and Xander find themselves sitting behind Kaylin and her friends. The message is pretty funny so far. Pastor Joe is making some observations about Star Wars, and this got Travis and his buddies talking about which Star Wars is their favorite one, which is okay. They're interacting with the sermon, right? But it doesn't stop there. They just keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Now, Kaylin's friend, Braylon, shh, shushes them which was a mistake because Travis and his crew took this as a personal attack and an affront to who they are as men. So now not only are they offended, but they have a target. They start to mess with Braylon's hair, flipping it, pulling out her ponytail, pulling her hair tie out and then shooting wait, her with wait, it. Wait, 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 her ponytail? Yeah, like I, I called the hair tie a ponytail. I messed it up. I'm a okay. guy. I don't know. Okay. Carry on. The, thing, the, the circle that's stretchy that holds the ponytail, they pull that out, they shoot her with it. Just generally being annoying. So That sounds correct. Right. Travis started to take Derek's popcorn, and he's filling Braylon's hood with it, which made all the boys laugh. You know, it's hilarious. And soon they get bored, though, because Braylon just stops reacting to their immaturity. So they start to make fun of each other and mess around with each other and, and are completely not listening to Pastor Joe, who happens to be teaching on respecting your elders and respecting other people around you and listening when somebody is talking. And all of a sudden, it's silent. And Travis looks up to figure out what's going on. And as he looks up, he catches Pastor Joe's eyes, who is right in front of him and is now staring him down in front of everybody for being a distraction. How embarrassing. Travis gets really red in the face, and he just got singled out in front of everybody. It's not something that happens often. You know, the, the speaker taking the time out of the message to come and stare you down for talking. But when it happens, you know it's really bad. 
Travis is quiet for the rest of the message. All right, so clearly Travis has just become incredibly disrespectful. And quite frankly, Travis needs to decide why he's coming. There are tons of places Travis can go in this city and act like that. He could totally go to get air, have a great time, three hours of jumping fun, and act the fool the entire time. They don't have rules about it. He could go to Regal and watch a movie. Do, they still, do we still have movies? Is that still a thing? Yes. Movies exist? I haven't been to the theater in like five years. Yeah, when Movie Pass still existed, that was the last time I went to the movie. Right, theater. just saying. Anyways, Travis could go to the movies with his friends. He could go to the rec center. He could go to a park and they could throw around the football and have a great time. And all of those places, he can throw popcorn and spill soda and laugh and joke and talk about Star Wars the entire time. But instead, Travis chose to come to church. A cool church, but still a church. And so, if Travis finds himself in this level of a funk, he needs to stop and say, why am I going to church? What is the point of church? Because church actually is to find God. It's a place where we come to honor God, learn about God, check our hearts before God, and somehow get closer to God. It's not school. Nobody makes you come here. It's literally your own choice. And so Travis needs to decide, why am I going? If all I'm doing is being here for my own selfish reasons, because I'm actually ruining it because the majority of the people in this room are here for God. Yeah, we want to have fun, but we do want to worship. We want to connect with God. We want to get to know each other, and we want to learn some stuff. So Travis, at this point, really needs to think about it, because this is what the Bible says in Titus chapter 3. It says, if people are causing divisions among you, give them a first and second warning. And after that, have nothing more to do with them. And so at 4640, if you're Travising it up, right? Sorry if there is an authentic and real Travis. If you bring me a Travis nickname, even with a T, who is not who we're talking about, we will give you free things tonight. But if you're here and you're acting like Travis with the CH in our story, just know that what we're going to do, a blue team, is we'll find you eventually. We'll come to you and we will say, we have warned you to focus up. This is your one and only warning. Next time, we're going to move you away from your friends. Then we like, if it happens again, we come and sit in between you and your friends, which is super awkward for you and us. And if you still can't pull it together, we send you out in the lobby and we have to call your mom, which is literally the worst ever. But that's it. And then you don't get to keep coming to this super cool place. And the reason we're doing that is because that's what the Bible says. Give a first warning, give a second warning, and after that, we're not going to let that Travis kid ruin this place for the rest of us. Because the rest of us are here to find God, to learn about him, to enjoy his presence, and have fun together. That's why it exists. And so if someone's acting like that, that's what's going to happen, and we're going to ask him to take a break from 4640. So you guys have probably noticed really quick, cooler has been one of these two sections. Yeah. It's like neck and neck. Now, I haven't been over to that section at all. Oh. And I'll be honest, it's because of the back corner up there. Been the tippy seeing, top corner? Yeah, yeah. Lots of cell phones, lots of being uh, mm. kind of rude to blue team. Yeah, so this this side, I'm really sorry, but we'll I'll keep looking, see if that okay. gets corrected. See but right now, overcome. I think we're still in this section. This section so it's not that you're just forgetting to move it. No, it's like literally this section right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Step it up over here. Okay. It's now after service. 
Everyone is running down the bleachers to be the first one in line for the element of their choice. And just as Kaylin stands up, her phone falls out of her back pocket and Travis, like a ninja, snags it out of the air before it hits the bleacher. And then he runs. This is a high-speed pursuit between Kaylin and Travis. It's like it's like a parkour in a James Bond scene. It's like a high-speed chase through L.A., right? Travis runs around the bleachers, almost cleaning that kid right off his scooter. Kaylin is hot on his heels. He darts upstairs. Maybe he can lose her in the concessions line. No dice. Kaylin runs track and is actually a lot faster than Travis, but he just got the jump on her. She's closing in on him at the ping-pong tables, but he jukes her and doubles back. Finally, out of breath and really Really frustrated, Kaylin gives up and sits down against the wall and starts crying. Travis walks away with her phone in his pocket, and he's afraid he's going to get in trouble for making her cry, so he tries to blend in and disappear among the nine-square line, and as guys tend to do, get distracted trying to win and forgets about it completely. And, and close by, you can still see the fossilized evidence of his Taco Bell cup disaster on the floor from earlier. The countdown goes off. The music shuts down and everyone goes out front to meet their ride. Travis walks out and get in his, gets in his mom's Suburban like nothing happened at all, completely spacing that he has Kaylin's phone in his pocket still. And what started as a dumb way to flirt and joke around has now turned into an accidental theft and is in fact not funny at all. Okay, this is just really lame. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that the majority of hat and phone stealing is an attempt at flirting, okay? So, um, no one really likes it. It's awkward and uncomfortable. So if you like a guy, instead of stealing his hat, just go up and introduce yourself and ask him a question. Say something like, your shoes are cool, and see what happens. And when you do that, it actually goes a lot better than chasing him or him chasing you with a hat, and you will have more fun because you'll start to feel the butterflies like he might actually like you back and he might not hate you at the end of the night because you didn't steal his $800 cell phone that his mom's going to kill him over. So anyways, just maybe build a friendship uh, with the guy or girl that you like. It, it's better. Jesus said in, in Matthew 18 verse 20, he said, for where two or three gather as my followers, I am there among them. So in this room, it's not just two or three of us, there's two or three hundred of us in this room. And when we're here, we can be confident because of that promise that Jesus is here too. Now we can't see him, but his presence is actually in this room and that's what makes this place special. It's in this place that we meet with God and it's when we begin to recognize that God is here and, and we recognize that he invited us here to hang out with us and get to know us. Do you know what 4640 stands for? Like why it's the name of this place? Few of you do? Yeah, one reason is that it's the altitude of Grand Junction, right? 4,640 feet above sea level, 4640. Another reason is that it's the fourth, it's, there's a verse in the Bible that we're emphasizing. It's the fourth book of the New Testament. That's where the four comes from, 640. And it's actually printed on the wall out there as well. But this is the theme verse, and it explains why 4640 exists. It says, for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. We built this really cool place for kids to meet with God so that 
Everyone in Grand Junction that's your age will have a place to come to meet with God. And it is our hope, our deepest hope, and, and God's too, I believe, that all the teenagers of this city will be able to come here and look to God and find salvation in Jesus. Begin a relationship with Jesus and eventually change their eternal destination. Because someday we're all gonna get old and we're all gonna die and when we die, we're either gonna go one of two places. We're gonna go to heaven for all eternity or we're gonna go to hell forever separated from God. And that's really creepy. And guess what? I, I don't want anyone to go there, ever. That's why we built this. We wanna make it hard for the teenagers of this city to go to hell because it's so much fun to come to church and learn about God. But I'm not willing to just run a rec center. I won't do it. But I will lead kids as a pastor in God's house. And that's what this place is for. 4640 is not a rec center. 4640 is a house where God is the center. That's what we're up to here. That's what we're doing. And we have the two big goals. We want to make it hard for, every, for any teenager in this city to end up in hell. That means eternally separated from God. We want to make that so hard. And second, we want to make it easy for any one of us to connect with Jesus and get closer to him. That's why we exist. Let's pray together. If you need to move the cooler, you can do so while our eyes are closed. Jesus, thank you. Thanks for inviting us to your house and letting us be here and letting us hang out with you. We love you. And we know sometimes we don't, you know, always act perfect in church because we're teenagers. But thanks that you keep inviting us back and you let us have this place where we can learn and grow and there's grace. And God, we ask that everyone here and everyone that's friends with these kids would come to know you, have a relationship with you, and that you would begin to change their lives, that they would desire not just to have fun here, but to get to know you better, to know you more, and to have a deeper relationship with you. Bless this night and these students in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.